Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Everybody, welcome to Jurassic Views again. What a night! What an incredible night in Orlando. Yes, the Raptors won. Yes, we got our ninth win of the season. Yes, we played against a weak or a weaker Orlando team in their building. But Fred Van Vliet, my goodness. What an incredible show he put on. Uh, this morning, unfortunately, I will be solo on the podcast. Uh, Zaya has other things he's got to attend to, but I'll try to break things down and give my thoughts. There will be an added, almost like tribute segment. Obviously, uh, we're, we're not just fanboys, we family. <laughs> Because we're sending in tributes to what happened last night to Fred Van Vliet. So I'll make sure that that little segment gets attached to this episode. But I hope you enjoyed last night. Last night was, was something special. Let's, let's just talk about the game, first of all. It was a strange night. Strange game. Uh, Raptors started very slowly. Um, we got down 11-0, 14-3, and then the first shot we made to make it 11-3, I believe, was Fred hitting a three. And within the next four minutes, Fred hit, I think, four threes in four minutes. And Fred wasn't just making shots. He was bombing away and hitting nothing but mesh. My wife was on the phone beside me as I watched the game. And when Fred hit his 4-3, she was like, damn, she stopped in the middle of her conversation. Her friend's like, what happened? <laughs> and Fred was bullseye, uh, dead-eye Dillard styles from deep. Uh, it was impressive the way he started. Uh, we took the lead and, and had a lead, I think, by two because they took away a Vucevic putback. And we were up 33-31 after one. And Fred had 17. What a start for this guy. Second quarter, he played solid again. We built up a bit of a lead. I think we got up eight. And they closed it to within four at the break. And Pascal wasn't looking great. Um, Kyle was okay. Uh, certainly Vucevic had a much better night than he did on Sunday in Tampa. Baines couldn't Gasol him again. I think Vucevic finished with 21 and 18. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a strange night. Norm Powell played well. Um, welcome back, Norm. Wasn't his greatest night um, this season, but played solid in a return. Definitely looked like his first game back uh, with the handle and on the defensive end. But in general, he pitched in. 
Uh, Yuta was off. Our bench didn't look great. Uh, I think, you know, Boucher had a, had a couple nice plays and TD was kind of out there moving around. But it wasn't a great night. I will say that DeAndre Bembry had another solid performance um, in the first half in that second quarter. He crossed the halfway line and he was looking for an alley-oop after uh, Kyle had given him two in the Sacramento game. And sure enough, Christmas came again and he got a gift-wrapped alley-oop. Fun to watch his athleticism and his development this season. Uh, And, you know, he he played solid. But in general, this was all about Freddie. And in the third quarter... Uh, with the game kind of teetering either direction, no one really wanted the game. Had a bit of a feeling like the Sunday night game where it was this moment, who, who's going to take control of this? Does anyone want it? And Fred just started raining shots down. And they took a 13-point a lead, a 14-point lead going into the fourth. Fred at this point, he scored 18 in the fourth, uh, third. Fred at this point had 46, 46 points. He outscored Pascal's career high, which was 44. Outscored Kyle Lowry's career best, 43, in three quarters. That's how red hot Fred was last night. And so when you went into the fourth quarter with a 14-point lead, the game was not in question. It was just a question of, will Fred beat the record? And certainly Orlando was not having him shoot threes anymore. His last three, his 11th, which is the second best in franchise history. I actually was at the Daniel Marshall game uh, when he hit 12. It was an incredible night. Um, But Fred hit 11 threes. He did it all in three quarters. Uh, in the fourth, he had three layups. One looked like it was almost assisted by Orlando. They threw a wild pass backward, and Fred picked it up, and no one was there to defend him. And uh, he had three three layups and two free throws. Um, and we cruised to a victory. I think it's safe to say that through, through this historic night of Fred Van Vliet, I think it's safe to say that we have a new king. I mean, there's a king of the castle in Disney. Fred Van Vliet right now is the king of Disney. Uh, He busted through the doors of the castle, put the Raptors flag at the top, and snatched the crown and put it on his head. He is the king of Disney. But I believe he is the king of the Raptors now. He is our leader. Zion and I have mentioned this before. The keys have been handed over. This is Fred's team's now. Fred's team now. I don't know if he's the best player. Uh, I think Pascal still has some answers. Um, I think he has some some things that I I think we can see him beginning to be that guy that he was last year. Uh, he had 32 and 30 the two previous games to this. So I think there's still some questions as to who's the franchise player. Um, but in terms of leadership, in terms of who is this team going to um, kind of embrace, who, whose personality is this team going to um, 
become, you know, like, like we were Kyle Lowry's team last year. It was, it was obvious the year before Kyle was our leader. Um, but we took on the persona of Kyle last year, uh, almost took us to the Eastern conference finals. If Pascal had been himself, I think we, we easily would have been in the conference finals. We might have even got to the finals, but I think this year, I think it's become obvious. And last night, getting 54 and the assist of that basket coming through Kyle Lowry to finish his triple-double actually last night, 14, 10, and 10, I think the mantle's been passed. There was a an Elijah to Elisha moment last night. And I think the new leader of this team, the face of our franchise right now for this season, I think is Fred Van Vliet. Let me break down a little bit of Fred Van Vliet's career to this point and then highlight some other big nights in Raptors history as we get to Fred's, as we talk about Fred's 54. Fred Van Vliet, as we all know, was undrafted in 2016. He signs a contract with the Raptors summer league team that year. And there were some questions, who is this guy? Um, we forgot at an NBA level, I guess we, we, we didn't read the memo that this guy had gone to the final four, that he led that team and led Wichita state to other tournament, to other tournaments into the sweet 16 one year. Um, he was just this, you know, pesky five foot 10 kind of crafty point guard from Rockford, Illinois. That's it. That's really all we knew about him. Played in the summer league. And I, Signs with the team. Actually, as his true first career high against Orlando, I think he had 15 points. When Kyle was injured, he got some more minutes. Ends up winning the G League championship with Pascal, with DeLon, some other guys. And it was that summer, that 2017 summer, that something happens that kind of was the first signal that this franchise, that Masai and Bobby believed in Fred. We traded for C.J. Miles, Corey Joseph. And as a guy from Toronto myself, Corey Joseph from the GTA, it was a bit of a, a questionable decision to some of us initially. Because here's, here's a solid point guard, learned under Popovich, was mentored by Tony Parker. Why are we sending Corey Joseph Ray? He's a solid, becoming a veteran, role-playing point guard who could easily fill the role uh, of backup to Kyle Lowry. And so you could see when they traded Corey that they were making space for Fred. And there were some questions about it, for sure. Then we get to the 2018 playoffs. And then game six in that Washington Wizards series, who's not on the floor? DeMar DeRozan. Who closes the series with Kyle Lowry and Pascal? Who closes that game six in Washington? Our, our nemesis who swept this in 2015. It's not DeMar DeRozan. It's Fred Van Vliet. And he played really well to end the third and then through the fourth. And this was a sign that this guy's got a lot going on. He can play in big moments. And we signed him. 
We signed another contract with them, $9 million a year for two years. And there are some questions as to whether we should sign him for that. Should we save money for some other guys? There was a question of, well, isn't DeLon better than Fred? And then in 2019, you know, Kyle, uh, sorry, Kawhi's come in, Danny's come in. We trade DeLon Wright. And there were some big questions. I got a lot of questions because I've, I've been big on Fred Van Vliet uh, since that 2017, 2018 bench mob season. There were a lot of questions that I got. Should we have traded Fred instead of DeLon? DeLon looks like the better. And I was like, just give Fred the chance to show, you know, all of his repertoire and, and self. We trade DeLon, CJ Miles, Valanciunas. We get Marcus Saul. Of course, we win a championship. And in that Philly series on the road, to the championship. Fred got all kinds of criticism. Oh, we should have kept DeLon. What is this guy doing? All kinds of criticism came Fred's way. And then Freddie Jr. was born. And Fred Van Vliet became Fred Van Vliet Sr. And he played like a grown-ass man against the Bucks, and then helped close Oracle in that game six. Don't tell me about Klay Thompson getting injured when Andre Iguodala played out of his mind and DeMarcus Cousins was rock solid and the greatest shooter of history, Stephen Curry, was on the floor in Oracle in the last game in Oracle. Don't tell me that Klay Thompson got injured. You've got a five-point lead and everyone's playing at a high level. That was a worthy opponent that they had on the floor against us. And Fred Van Vliet went at Steph Curry and he made the big shots and Steph Curry did not. You can talk to me about Danny Green almost blowing that game, but Fred Van Vliet was huge in the Buck series, massive in that Golden State series. And in the game and moments that were most important, Fred Van Vliet was, was doing it. Fred Van Vliet stepped up, rise to the occasion. Last year, we had a really solid season. Fred had a career-high 37 early in the season. Kyle got injured for about a dozen games, and Fred was incredible when uh, Kyle was off. And you could see he was emerging as a starter. And, of course, they start Kyle and Fred uh, throughout the rest of the season as both of them are healthy, and then into the playoffs. And we were so close, so close to running it back to the finals. And again, Pascal not in full self, but Fred played great. But when it was time to sign him, there was questions. Oh, should we be giving him more than $15 million a year? Oh, hell yes, we should be. This guy has done more than enough. Plus, he signed for less than he should have to stay in Toronto. He so, you know, signed for $9 million, two years. Not a big guarantee contract, but he did it because he loved the team and the franchise. And Bobby and Masai once again showed how much they loved this guy and how much they believed in this guy. And then we sign him $21 million a year. He deserved every penny of that. Deserves any purchase he makes <laughs> with that money. And here he is this season showing that he is our 
leader, that we are going to take on Freddy's personality. And he has a 54-point career-high franchise record night. Other guys who scored 50 points in a game in Toronto Raptors franchise history, not Chris Bosh, not Kyle Lowry or Pascal Siakam, Terrence Ross had a 50-point game. Vince Carter, I was at that game, sitting first row, two seats down from Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. True story. On national television against Phoenix, Vince Carter had a 50-point game. DeMar DeRozan, who had the franchise record, scored 52 points. I think it was against the Bucks a couple seasons ago, a few seasons ago. And Fred beats them all and scores 54. There was still 330, 345 to go when he made that bucket. He could have scored 60. But here's the other stat that I was blown away by that Fred Van Vliet surpassed. Fred Van Vliet, with his 54 points, now becomes the player who is undrafted to score the most in an NBA game. Before yesterday, the record was 53 points by an undrafted player. His name was Moses Malone. Moses Malone was undrafted because he never played a college game. He was the first, really, the first well-known player who just went in from high school, a high school grad. He paved the way for all kinds of guys like Kobe and Kevin Durant and Kevin Garnett and others. Moses Malone was a top 50 player of all time when the league had their 50th anniversary. Now that we're coming up to 80 years as an association, Moses Malone is a top 100 player of all time. He scored 53 as a career high. Fred Van Vliet, all 5'10", Rockford's very own, scores 54. That is incredible. What Fred Van Vliet has done is, is historic. And will be talked about hopefully this week and for weeks to come. And as we look back on great nights by individuals, this will be right up there as one of the greatest performances of all time by an individual in a Raptors uniform. Fred Van Vliet. Incredible night. I hope you got to see it. If you didn't, I hope you watched the highlights. I hope you watch the post-game interviews. It is all worth it. Fred Van Vliet is our leader, the face of the franchise now. What an incredible night. So glad to see it. Um, again, I'll be adding Zaya's two-minute tribute to this episode. Make sure you listen to that. But what a great night. Hope y'all are safe. Soak this one up before we play the three-headed monster on Friday, the Brooklyn Nets. And hopefully that's a great night. Hopefully we're, we're you know, popping bottles <laughs> in this early, wacky season where we have struggled. We need to celebrate these things. Anyway, stay safe, y'all. We'll talk soon. Peace. Frederick Edmund Van Vliet Sr. Put respect on his name.
It is everything. His performance last night signified, I think, for me, what leadership is for the Toronto Raptors. He encapsulated, I think, an ethic for the city. No one thinks someone of his stature, not just physically, but in terms of even his resume, should amount to this. And he continues to defy what a typical star player is supposed to be. I'm not going to talk about his points. Check this guy's history, his, his journey thus far. And tell me he's not the person that's supposed to lead this team to the future. He's mesmerizing for me as a point guard, but more so as a leader for this team. And I think we are fortunate to witness his abilities on the court, but also his personality off the court. I don't think there's much to hide here. He's very open about the fact that he prioritizes his family. He prioritizes his own city, Rockford, Illinois. He's not about the bells and whistles. He's about hard work, prioritizing others. And also, in, in light of all of that, having confidence in himself. Bet on, him, bet on yourself isn't this uh, egotistic, narcissistic ethic to live by. What it is, it says, I'm going to have confidence in who I am. Yes, my limited abilities, my flaws and all in order for me to contribute to the greater good. In this case, it's basketball, but I see it so much more than that. I'm going to leave you with that and I uh, hope you enjoy the day and I hope you enjoy what the season has to offer as it relates to the displays and the sights of a Fred Van Vliet as he becomes, I believe, uh, our next franchise leader. Cheers. Peace.